0: On episode 12 of the San Diego podcast, Nickel Creek's Sarah Watkins belts out her favorite Whitney Houston hit, admits that even she is guilty of going to a show and talking during a set, and shares what it's like to write music with her brother and fellow Grammy winner. All that and more is next. Hello and welcome to the San Diego podcast. I am your host, Dustin Lutzpike, and with me via FaceTime today is none other than Sarah Watkins. Thank you for being on the pod.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure.
0: For uh, our listeners who may not be familiar with you, Sarah, um, I just want to tell them to sit back and relax for because this might take a minute. I'm going to give a little background on you. Uh Sarah got her musical start right here in North County, uh, San Diego, as the fiddler and founding member of the Grammy-winning group Nickel Creek. Uh, has since embarked on an acclaimed solo career. Is one third of the folk bluegrass supergroup I'm with her, and also plays in the Watkins Family Hour with her brother Sean, who also plays in this Nickel Creek, and as does Chris Thiele, who is now the host of NPR's Live From Here. Wow did I did I miss anything right there? <laughs> that 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 was very thorough. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, how are you? Uh, how are you keeping busy these days? How is uh, how is life treating you so far in the uh, in the new the new age? I guess you could say
1: <laughs> in in the quarantine, the reality of quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Or isolation. Um, life has been good, and it's I really enjoyed not being busy. Uh, when I when I surrender to the reality of the fact that. I'm not sick and my family is not sick and I get to be home and that, that's not a a terrible reality under the circumstances. So, um, I've been enjoying the, the, um, the retreat a little bit, all things considered.
0: Speaking of family time, you've got a new album, Walkins Family Hour album, brother, sister is out. Where, where did you guys record this?
1: We recorded this in Los Angeles and, uh, we wrote it kind of over the course, but it was starting about a year ago when uh, Sean and I were both home from tour and we would, we would find like a day, a couple days here and there when we could get together to write, largely during um, my my daughter's nap time. And it was a really cool writing experience because Sean and I had never written together. You mentioned in the um, intro that, that we grew up together in, in Nickel Creek which is true, but we didn't write together much as a band until the last couple of records, and then even even then, like, Sean and I never really wrote as just the two of us. Really? So this was a chance to to kind of explore that, which might not sound extraordinary to a lot of people, but it, every writing experience is different, and um, whether you're writing with someone by yourself, if you're writing by yourself, if you're writing with a a stranger or an old friend, just and who it is, the conditions, what's going on—it's always different, and um, and it's a really beautiful process to have to navigate. And it was especially uh, sweet because it 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 was really good timing for both of us, creatively and and personally, to to try this on for the first time, and and. To do it not just as like, oh, let's write a song together, but let's write a record. And, and that was, that's a different mindset. And, uh, we really enjoyed, uh, figuring out what this record was going to sound like, what we wanted from it. Um, and after, it took a few songs. We wrote a few songs and then we started to figure out the direction that it was, that it was going and, and how we wanted to record it and tour it and all of that. Uh, and so, which is pretty common, you know. Most records, I think, there's a there's a period where you just kind of set off towards the great wide open sea, like on a right. sailboat, <laughs> and you just go west. Um, <laughs> if you're in California, and and then you kind of figure out where you want to go once you're kind of or, or where you are headed once you're once you're out there.
0: Yeah, it makes me think of <laughs> it makes me think of of Doing anything with my brothers, and I, I, I just think of like how heated we can get, you know, over even the smallest things, you know. And oh yeah, I mean, is it you know, like I'd imagine studio is one thing, but like, what is it like touring uh, with your brother?
1: Touring, I mean, it's great. It's honestly, I think that we uh, that, that we worked have worked through a lot of our brother sister friction. Yeah. A long time ago. There are there are things that when we were young and teen- when we were teenagers that were really frustrating and and maddening, and we had to figure out how to work together. Yeah. And now, I, and so I think that there are a lot of things that, that we were able to resolve, and uh, maybe that's also just our personalities, or maybe it's, it's the fact that we had to do it at a younger age than a lot of people do, mm-hmm. because I think for a lot of teenagers, you just kind of like, Live in your own world, and you don't have to deal with each other except for like when you're sharing cereal in the morning and (laughs) TV at night. You know, yeah. But we're older now, and we're adults. I think that at this point in our life, and even you know for a long time now, when you real there's there's also that that flip side is that you know that unlike other relationships, you're not going to break up over it. Like no matter what, the the sibling ties are are the the things that will
0: will always be there with us. Right, right. I have a little segment that I like to do on this podcast. Um, it's called First Four. And um, it's, a, it's it's just a couple of questions that um, where we kind of go back in time for a minute and uh, get a look at some of the musical things that kind of uh, led you to where you are today, maybe in some way, shape, or form. All right. First Four. First question. What is the first band or artists that you ever really loved or obsessed over
1: obsessed over yeah. i mean oh gosh when you're a kid you love what your parents love mm-hmm. and the first i don't do you have a first concert question in there I, I do, I do
0: yeah i do have a first
1: okay <laughs> all right um, oh, you know what i i had a had a real love of the bodyguard soundtrack
0: Ooh, yes okay
1: and I think it was among one of the first CDs that I bought. Oh, that's perfect. And it, uh, I definitely spent a lot of time literally digging into a hairbrush in front of my mirror in my room, <laughs> listening to that bodyguard soundtrack.
0: That soundtrack was, was enormous. That's,
1: uh, <laughs> I have nothing, nothing, nothing.
0: It's so good. Oh, I love
1: that record. It's a
0: great answer and that would kind of uh, would have led me into my next question which was you know what was the first album that you ever bought yourself or, or CD um, Do you think that was it or was it something else?
1: I feel like that was it. Yeah. I I can't I can't remember another thing that it would have been. Um, I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick
0: with that one. The Bodyguard soundtrack. So I I haven't listened to the whole Bodyguard soundtrack, but all I know are the Whitney songs from it. Where the, I'm assuming there right. were other songs that was there like a score or something, or or were there other pop songs? Yeah,
1: and there's some many like choirs and some other things. There there are like four or five very memorable Whitney songs on mm, that song, on yeah. that
0: album. I think. All right first concert that you ever went to that you wanted to go to?
1: Oh, that I wanted to go to? Oh yeah. my gosh, I mean like, I, the first concert that I really remember going to as a, as a proper concert that I'm sure, I, I'm sure I was excited about it because our family listened to that all the time. The so Wild Animal Park had a concert series in the summer and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band played there and oh. I think I was four or five and I thought Jimmy Edison was the cutest and it's like, <laughs> And his uh, oversight, like, he's was wearing like, some kind of football jersey or something. Um, <laughs> and Jeff Hanna. So anyway, we listened to the Nitty Gritty Band and my family a lot when we did on camping trips. and long drives, and I knew all these songs. And we went and saw them play outdoors, and we sat, you know, in the field. And it was just a really, really um, great memory for me.
0: You know, that's, um, that's really interesting. My, my father-in-law always tells me about seeing like, uh, Roy Orbison at that, uh, wild animal park. And, oh, um, wow. and he said that, um, they had tickets, like he was doing two shows uh, a day and they had tickets to see like a later show, but I think that they snuck into the first one too. And so they saw two Roy Orbison shows at the animal park. Um, and I can just imagine like how, how epic that must've been. But, um, My last question, as far as the first four goes, is uh, what is the first song that you would do at karaoke?
1: Well, at this point, I want to do um, I (laughs) have nothing. I have (laughs) nothing. I have nothing. (laughs) Um, But I mean, my general for years, my go-to was um, well, I mean, for a while, I might. I might do um, Amy Grant's "Baby Baby."
0: Oh, that's a that's so good.
1: <laughs> that was that that was a that was a standard for a while. Or uh, Bonnie Raitt, um, uh, "Gimme something We to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's a really good one.
1: It's a classic karaoke song, and every, before I realized that everyone does it, I, I was doing it. I was <laughs> joining to the chaos and the chaos. <laughs> Nobody needs to do that song. She does it so well. We don't We do need to do this
0: song anymore. <laughs> I was listening to, um, you know, a couple of the new songs that you and Sean have, have released recently um, from the new record. And it made me think of, you know, when I go to, to shows around here and I'll see um, uh, a folk singer or a singer-songwriter and they're on stage and they're playing and, like, there's always people that are talking way too loudly right for mm. the situation that they're in right and and it's always boggled my mind like you know how you would pay to come to a show and then talk over the thing that you paid for right have you kind of just grown accustomed to you know just people doing whatever they're going to do and and just kind of block them out or something how, how do you deal with that
1: i have dealt with it differently at different in different bands <laughs> i mean you you You're right. Like, to the band's perspective, they're here to listen to your music. But from that person who bought a ticket's perspective, they're there to get out of the house, have a good time, see their friends, and see the band. But that band is not necessarily the whole reason they're there. You know, and so Mm. they're talking, having a good time. I've been of talking at shows before, and people have touched me. Like, (laughs) and then I and then I think, oh shoot, I'm I'm that person.
0: You're that person. Um,
1: (laughs) But. But generally, I'm not that person. Yeah. Generally, I'm, 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 I'm very uh, defensive. But um, from the band's perspective, at this point in my life, I've done this a lot. There are certain venues that I know um, encourage a loud audience. And just the bands that they book and the way that they have trained the audience, wow. that audience is there to talk, have a good time, have a party, and drink. There are other venues that go the complete opposite direction. And over years and years and years of putting on shows, the audience knows that when they go to this show, it's it's because they want to listen to the band. Uh, There are venues that I will never play at again because I know that the audience is not there to listen to me and it's just not worth it. Uh, Um, hmm. And there are other places that I will seek out because I know that they that this is the place in
0: town where people who want to listen to a show go. Yeah. I I don't want to keep you too long, but um, I would like to play a little trivia game with you.
1: Okay. And
0: <laughs> it is called A or B-Side. And I think it's time to play it. It's not going to take very long. So here we go. A or B side, I'm going to give you three questions and each one will have two possible answers. And each week I come up with these questions with a particular theme in mind. And since Watkins family hour has a, a new record out, uh, this week's is about musician siblings and their bands. Number one, the legendary rock band heart has been fronted by Ann Wilson and her guitar wizard sister, Nancy since 1973. Fun fact, Ann was born right here in San Diego. Um, in 1982, they went on tour and tapped a young singer-songwriter to open up their shows. However, by the time the tour got underway, that opener had hit number one on the charts with a huge hit single. So he did what any egotistical person would do, and he asked Hart if they wanted to open for him instead. They, of course, told him no, no. Uh, that's ridiculous. Who was that singer-songwriter? Was it A, Kenny Loggins, or B, John Cougar Mellencamp? John Cougar
1: Mellencamp.
0: You were correct. It was Yay! John Cougar Uh That sort of tale uh, came out in the Wilson Sisters 2012 memoir, Kicking and Dreaming. As for Kenny Loggins, well... Uh, Apparently he's one of the nicest guys around And in fact has been spotted around Solana Beach And other parts of San Diego So that's very cool Um, So you are one for one You got that one right And number two Stone Temple Pilots Who originally got off the ground right here in San Diego have Have always been anchored by guitarist Dean DeLeo And his older brother Robert on bass However, they weren't always named Stone Temple Pilots what was their original name? A, Mean Valvoline, or B, Mighty Joe Young? Mighty Joe Young?
1: Mm hmm. Definitely
0: uh, Mighty Joe Young. It is Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they were forced to change their name after they realized a blues musician went by that name already. Um, Apparently, when they settled on Stone Double Pilots, they just liked the the initials STP, but not necessarily the name itself. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they kind of got started in San Diego. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um,
1: I like the idea of choosing a band by its
0: name by the initials.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like those three <laughs> letters together.
0: <laughs> That's very funny. I didn't even think of as that. if no
1: other words could start with those three letters. Right. <laughs>
0: Oh, very good. Uh, all right. So you're two for two. Uh, so you're automatically a winner. Uh, this one is just for the uh, the prestige, I guess. Um, San Diego's... Number three. San Diego's own Switchfoot is part of the Band Siblings Club with John Foreman as a group singer and guitarist who, of course, played with your brother, Sean, in Fiction Family. And uh, John's brother, Tim, is their bass player. Uh, in 2003 the band released their major label debut album, The Beautiful Letdown, which sold nearly 3 million copies. However, before it was released, Switchfoot had already built up a devoted following of fans, thanks in part to being heavily featured in a 2002 film. What was the name of Uh that film? A. A Walk to Remember, or B. The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian?
1: A Walk to Remember.
0: You are absolutely correct. That is, yes, yeah. very, very true. Uh, starring Mandy Moore, who you <laughs> mentioned earlier. Uh, they had four songs in the film. Fun fact, they also wrote and recorded an original song for the Chronicles of Narnia uh, film, too. So I tried to make it a little tricky, but I couldn't fool you. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, you did well. You won. Three for three. You can't ask for more than that. Very well done. I knew I knew you'd do well. Thank
1: you very much. I appreciate it.
0: You know what else is unsurprising? The sheer number of concert live streams coming your way. Up next, the San Diego set list. Now that concerts have gone online, it's time to start marking your calendar with some virtual activities. Here's our set list of the week's best upcoming stay at home shows. On Saturday, head over to Instagram for the highly anticipated versus battle between Erica Badu and Jill Scott at 4 p.m. Gonna have a case of the Mondays. The National will cure your quarantine blues with a Facebook Live event at 5 p.m. Thursday gets in on the action with a triple header. At 2 p.m., Radiohead premieres an entire unseen concert on their YouTube page. Hometown hitmaker Jewel takes over Twitch at 3 p.m. With her weekly series live from Sand Quarantine, Music and Mental Health. And our very own guest this week, Sarah and her brother Sean, present work from home with Watkins Family Hour and very special guests at 4 p.m. on Crowdcast. Well, Sarah, uh, thank you so much for uh, you know, taking out the time and chatting with me today. Um, I had a good time. I hope you had a good time. I had a great
1: time, yeah. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me on the
0: pod. Be sure to visit WatkinsFamilyHour.com to buy Sarah and Sean's new album, Brother Sister. You can also find bonus notes on this episode over at Soundiego.com and be sure to catch our weekly on-screen close-up, San Diego TV, which airs on NBC7 at one thirty a.m. In the meantime, we're closing out this show with San Diego Music Award winners and our local Spotlight Artist of the Week, Trouble in the Wind, and their brand-spanking-new single, We'll Make It Through. It's the first song off their upcoming studio album, Weird Living, and you are hearing it here first. Of course, head over to their Bandcamp page, pick up a record or some merch, and help them out if you can during these hard times. Thanks for listening. I am your San Diego podcast host, Dustin Lutzpike, And until next time, stay safe and enjoy the music. step into the breach with every answer out
1: of range and out of reach is there a way Our future stretches out across the open land